<laughs> Q fart sounds. <laughs> And we're here with Lauren Light. <laughs> well, guys, uh, welcome uh, to the stew. <laughs> um, Did you not know we were been? recording? I thought it. <laughs> I said action, man. I said action. <laughs> How's your week been? Oh, it's been good, man. Um, you know, just. Dealing with uh, work stuff and you know everything. I got sidetracked in my mid sentence while the door was opening. I was thinking we should close that door. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, cool. I did close the door. <clears throat> so, uh, okay, they're all giggles. Uh, <laughs> we have some guests in the stew today. It's going to be a good episode. Uh, we'll introduce them and then we'll let them do a little blurb later. But uh, we have Lauren White and. William, I'm not even going to even pronounce your last name correctly, so I'll let you say it. <laughs> Knee Smith, and I did not know we were recording. <laughs> um, we have a really cool episode for you today. We uh, we get into, um, you know, the the argument that pop music's easy. Um, artists using merch to sell more records, which is both sketchy and super smart. Yeah. Um, and I think, then I think I'm on the super smart side, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk. Yeah, about okay, it. well, and then the importance of co-writing, but uh, oh yeah. Also, I'm gonna drink a beer from our someday sponsor, McUltra. <laughs> if you want a uh, light beer for for your low calories, or if you're doing keto like I do, I'm bad at it right now. But if you're doing keto like I do, two point six carbs a six per per sixteen ounces. Mm. You got your friend, you still enjoy the night. Can't beat the light, crisp taste of the superior beer, <laughs> Nicolob Ultra. It's, uh, it is my favorite beer, so, you know. But thank you guys so much. Uh, this is The Stew. So thank you all so much. Um, we're going to introduce our guests really quick before we jump into it too deep. We have uh, Lauren Light. Tell us Ooh. a little about yourself. Well, I'm Lauren Light. <laughs> I know it's always weird to describe yourself. So I'm a singer-songwriter, full-time musician. I pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much the description of it. I like it. <laughs> Done. That feels good. Is that it? Coffee, coffee addict. No, <laughs> I, I'm full-time doing Touring and music and co-writing, and that's what I do a whole bunch. You play some dope festivals, though. I do. I play a lot of festivals, fairs, colleges, all that kind of market. So. That's the, the way you to get paid. You played a really cool band a couple weeks ago. I yeah. did. Yeah. <gasps> we did. We had a good show with, uh, have you ever heard of Lowborn before? <laughs> By chance. By Fuck chance. Those guys. <laughs> Sound, sounds like trash. But, uh, and they kind of were, but <laughs> I'm pretty, just kidding. <laughs> it was a pretty good show for Sunday, though. No, it was actually no, a really good know, show. I, was, I wasn't expecting that many people, but... No, uh, a lot of people showed up, showed out. Yeah, I think yeah. all the... I showed out. <laughs> Wes did show out. <laughs> we already talked about him saying the wrong words, so... Uh, <laughs> it's okay. That's what happens when you drink too much McUltra. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you in part by 
Only two points in his car. <laughs> Wes was wasted with only six carbs in his system. No, not true. Not true. <laughs> I overdid it that night, but it is okay. And then... Um, how many carbs do you have in his system? Only six. <laughs> One of my other favorite That's people to write with, uh, William. Nesmith or, or Neesmith? Neesmith. I mean, it's spelled like Nesmith, so I understand. I've been saying, in my, in my defense, I've been saying Nesmith for so long in my head that, like, I heard, I heard, I've heard you say it a couple times, and I was like, fuck. Well, William said And now, his last like, name. it just. Lauderback? Lauderbach. Oh. Lauderbach. See, see, so we're yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I first heard of Justin Bieber, I thought it was Biber. Bye, bye, bye. That's, a, that's another. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what uh, What do you do, sir? Um. All right. So I'm a, I am also a singer-songwriter, kind of performing locally, Um. you know, wineries, breweries, restaurants, and, and stuff like that. Uh, left my full-time cushy marketing job in August of 2018, and so now I've got this... Wonderful part-time marketing gig that allows me to work remotely. I go into the office like an hour or two a day, and I can focus my time on booking more gigs and writing songs and, and pitching more artists. So hopefully, you know, next year is going to be like full of all cool opportunities and, and things. I'm excited. High key making moves and, yeah, and killing. Great. Yeah. When are you going to come record some, some uh, dope jams with us? Whenever. Whenever. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, he's going to be our soundboard for today, so. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to be reckless, reckless, I'm going to hop into our first thing today. When y'all hear someone say that pop is easy to write, how y'all feel? God. Definitely not. Definitely not. I think things that seem to be easier are the most complex things to write because you have to go into a structure that should be easy. And you have to make it where everybody can sing along and have words, you know, like where after you hear the chorus once, it's memorable, a hook. So that might seem easy, and then the end results, if it sounds like it was easy, then you did your job right. Absolutely. Well, I think this is is a pretty insulting argument, but I don't fucking care. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of a lot of people that come at that I talk to, they're like, "Man, pop's so easy. I could do that." Da, da, da. I'm like, "Okay, well, you haven't." Um, and they're like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, write bad pop music just to for money." Like, yeah, you would if you could write mm-hmm. one giant Justin Bieber song and then be in your whatever band forever, and all you had to do is write it. You would. Everyone would. For Millions? Sure, yeah. Are you kidding me? I just want to be like, you mean to tell me you'll work your stupid job, potentially in a warehouse, delivering something, you know, some or terrible job what, that no one job. likes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Any job. And you'd rather not write, I mean, you'd rather, you'd rather not write a dope pop song one you're, time. You're too good of an artist to write a pop song. <laughs> it's like God. We kind of talked about this on um, our first episode when we talked about keeping it simple. Yeah. And, um... I shared that that meme that was like what it's like to write pop music, and it was a MIDI keyboard with four keys. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, I saw that. And it's I saw like, that too. yeah, I get it. We, there's a lot of this similar notes being used, but like, 
It's the chord phrases. Yeah, it's I mean, the vocal melodies. It's the lyricism that is on the edge of cheesy, but like in the right context, you're like, man, I like, I wish I could have thought of saying it that way. Oh, I yeah. this yeah. is this, mm-hmm. and like, <clears throat> you know, I, th- I th- the thing that is funniest to me is like I've been in like aggressive rock bands. Yeah, I've been in like any any kind of rock. I've either played it or been in that kind of band or I've written that kind of song, and it's like. Writing songs as, like, a, a heavy rock band was never hard until I was like, well, what if I was writing, like, radio rock, like, top 40 rock? Mm-hmm. Or, like, songwriting didn't feel like it got hard to do until I wanted to write stuff that I, like, was was good. Like, not to say that, you know, being indie and out there and wild and, like, whatever you want to do can't be good, but I'm just saying, like... <clears throat> I think a good song is something that relates to a lot of people and they get it on the first pass and it's not something you have to hear 10 times to go, oh, they're speaking to my soul because you got high and listened to it all day. I think like a good (coughs) objective song, you hear it once and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I Mm -hmm. get it, makes sense. I heard this uh, thing. All right, sorry about that. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. (laughs) But what I was trying to say was that I forgot what I was saying. What was I talking about? I said, <laughs> I said a good song objectively is something you hear one time. Oh, and then I, and then I was like, it can cross genres. You know, yeah. typically a good song can cross genres. But I think, I don't think it needs to be like a country song into a hip-hop world, but like... Which they it, do. Kind well, of yeah. But it is to say Nowadays. like the top, the top grossing country song that spent the most time at the charts mm-hmm. is B.B. Rexa and Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. It's a good song. Period. Like people would be like, oh. always kind of just like yeah. breaking genre. But they do have their new record is uh, "Who Said We Ain't Country," which is pretty funny because everyone keeps saying how not country <clears throat> they are. So I kind of like they're taking that head on. Well, but even you look at like Dan and Shay, who right now Tequila is a top forty track. It's a good like, song. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. So that's where I'm at. Is I think, you know, people people can play it off like it's the easiest thing to do, but like. I think if that were the case, there would be more people doing it. I think um, Jack Antonoff said in a in a podcast or video or something that the chorus um, has to relate to all your people, and you can even be a little specific in your your verses. I, I think it's a really it's a testament to to writers, honestly, when you can write a chorus that resonates with so many people. You know, yeah. to pick the right amount of words, to pick the right amount of syllables and things that are going to just have that impact on, like, a wide array of people. Yeah. It's really challenging to do that. And even even to tell, because it's, it's on the Writer Then the Writer Is podcast, to tell, to tell your story in the verses and then everyone's story pertaining to it in the course is hard, you know? And, um... There's a, there's a John Bellion video I think I've talked about before where they're talking about something like this and you're not dumbing it down. It's not writing good like good stuff like this isn't isn't dumbing it down. It's it's <clears throat> saying it so precisely like with so much craft and and specificity, 
It's not a real word, but you get what it I'm saying. It is Specificity. We knew what you meant. Specificity. But you're saying something, something so spe- so so specifically without without um, it being cheesy or it being weird, and that it is hard. And I've, you know, I've been in rooms. Sorry, with y'all in Nashville. You know, other rooms around North Carolina, writing with different people, and I've done rock, rock writes that an hour and a half. And it's good, and that band's getting pitched to labels, and people are interested. You have a full song in an hour yeah. and a half. And I've yeah. done pop songs that can be like that, but I, I I can't count on one hand how many times it's happened with pop stuff. Or I can. I can. It's less than five times in five or six years that I've, I've had it happen, whereas I, I've lost count of how many times... In a in a rock right, it's like oh cool we, thirty minutes that that came out real fast. Yeah, the top line for this was so quick. Like it's it sometimes is just kind of like, not to say that rock is easier than pop. I think I think top forty rock radio is still difficult, um, but it's just a different market. You get away with different types of things. What is it? Um, Netflix the Netflix show West Side. Um, <coughs> the guy meets with one of the producers for. Bruno's record, 24 Karat Magic, and he said that, or it was either 24 Karat Magic, or yeah, I think it was 24 Karat Magic, that it took a year for them to find the right flows and things to put that together. They had, put your pinky rings up to the moon, and they're like, we know we've got something, and they were so protective of that that, they, that it took them literally a year to put all that together. <laughs> Shares Believe actually took a decade to come together. A, a writer had had the, the chorus for Believe, but they spent years muddling over verses. And who was going to sing it and stuff. Jeez. <laughs> I did not know that. That's pretty wild. That's, Demi Lovato's heart attack was a couple of years old before she heard it. Hmm. See, there you go. Yeah. Before she heard it? Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, and then they, she had a heart attack. Because <laughs> <laughs> if she ever did that... She would probably have a heart attack. Attack. Did you say heart heart attack? I did. Heart attack. Our heart attack. Cack, 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 cack. Is that Billy Joel? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like in between giggles. <laughs> Too many Michelobes. <laughs> I have like the comedian sitting right beside of me right now. <laughs> laugh, 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 laugh. This is half of our rights with them. Oh, I know. <laughs> You sing one melody and then he he says, "Oh, that's already a song," and he sings it. Or like somebody <laughs> says something completely. No, no, it's it's. Meow. <laughs> 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 someone says something completely normal and I just bust out laughing for like thirty minutes or trying to someone, get back on track. You tell a story about someone dying. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> oh, uh, you started it. Wes. You started I'm not it. morbid. Or am I? <laughs> I do watch a lot of Dateline. It was a Friday night. <laughs> Keith Morrison is the best announcer for Dateline. He needs to do all of those. It was a. Wait, think wait, wait, it's Thursday, right? It was a Thursday evening. <laughs> Lauren, Zane, and Wes were sitting around the microphones recording the podcast. But then, coming up, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. did the husband do it? 
Yes, but we're going to stretch this out. Always the husband. It's always. I'm going to need you to record a lot of things for us in that voice. Yeah. That's the thing we talked about. Yeah. It's li- I'm not even kidding. When we're done with the podcast, I have a genuine question for you in in that voice because Oh my gosh. There's an actual thing for I'll just relay it out here. Everyone on the podcast in here. Fuck it. We're going to try and- exclusive. <laughs> we're going to build a set around the concept of like sitcom TV. So the intro to the set is going to be like next show is going to be such a storyline. I'm so excited. It's, it's but it's going to be like an like a like a sitcom narrator narrating us coming to the stage. Yeah. And then each song will like the way it'll tie kind of tie together is the narrator will talk and tell that story. And we haven't worked it out yet. What's the uh, the 1975 <laughs> video? <laughs> At the, end, one of the new ones? at the end, he's, you know, pleasuring himself in the back of the car. Oh. What song is that? We, we definitely need somebody to else. sing over that. Yeah. <laughs> and is it the song with the clown in the beginning? I pleasuring himself no. in oh, okay. the car. So I'm, I'm well, a... yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's going to be along nice. the lines of, like, the awkwardness of that. Let me yeah. stop. We want it to be so. uncomfortable. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's compromise, and it moves us along. <laughs> yeah. What song is that? Um, She Will Be Loved. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as you... St- I was like, that's Maroon 5, but I couldn't think of a song. Well, now when you quote Maroon 5, it's, um... Girls like you love fun. Uh, yeah, me. Two when I'm done with I thumb through. I need a girl like you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, what was the next topic? Let's see. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kind of goes perfect. Um, We wanted to talk about uh, artists using... Uh, digital record sales with all of their merch items online. You need to phrase it better because that's not what they're doing. What are you talking about? They're selling a shirt and giving away a digital copy. Yeah. And that counts as a record sale even though no one bought the record. Ooh. Hmm. So you buy buy merch, like I said, um, and then it comes with a digital sale of the record. Whatever, um, but Did yeah. Travis so, Scott do that. Oh, yes. Yeah. And is that why Nicki Minaj was upset that her album was a number one because I, he quote unquote cheated? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So like that's pretty. Like we're on the fence. We've talked about this a lot. It's you know when you're when you have numbers like those guys, that's pretty wild. Because Adam, you know, I think they might be selling them at the shows too. I'm not sure. Now is this merch just for the album like it has the album art it has lyrics on you, it or is it just you like buy you have a any, if you buy anything from Travis Scott's merch store you get a CD. Now his merch huh. like supporting I'm gonna find out. the artist. Travis Scott merch. Okay. It's not like you know Cardi has the makeup stuff, right? Like, if I buy some Cardi lipstick, but I'm see, gonna that's get the different. That's not, it's not, it's it's totally not, different. It's not yeah. his He's products. It's his yeah. artist merch. I'm, but yeah. but I, I'm on the fence because, like, I get it. You're trying to boost your record sales because it does get you more radio time. It does get you more at so on and so on. Like, it does get you other things. My hang-up with it is that that many people didn't buy your album. And some of these artists, you buy five shirts, you get five copies of the record. And, like, yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> here you are. You know, you buy a hat and a shirt, you get two records, and you already bought it once. So now you have the rec- you have three versions of the record, and it's, like, I get that we live in a, an environment where you're giving away music anyway. Spotify, sure. Apple Music, 
You too. Shit, yeah. You'll just put it on your phone <laughs> yeah. without it. So, and I'm fine with the concept <laughs> of giving away music, but if, I mean, what's what's if you're look if someone's looking for numbers, what's stopping a band that's never released a song, uh-huh. releasing their one single, and then walking through downtown for the next week, giving away a CD with a single on it, and counting those? What's stopping an artist from selling, uh, like opening a merch store, and like you know what I mean? Like there's so many ways to cheat the system and and make all these things look good in your favor and so what's like you know what's stopping us from doing that and then you know hitting up billboard or whoever and being like hey we we moved wow. 300,000 records in a week and we're not signed and we don't have this like it would be game changing for us but then when so, when someone gets involved and they're like, oh, we want to help, and they start digging into, like, are sorry. those numbers real? No, those numbers aren't real. They're painfully inflated. And <clears throat> Straight up, on this site, everything has a digital album. If you buy the, the gold head plastic figure... <clears throat> Yikes, why would you want that? It comes with the album. No, no, no. Terrifying. It comes with the album <laughs> plus a digital album. $95. It is $95. So why everything? Let's had, make a golden wild, head of me. I mean, sell it even the, the vinyl comes with a digital that, album. But, you know, the CD comes with a digital album. So you're buying one CD and you're buying two <laughs> CDs. Yeah. So for every one album sold, you're getting two albums. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I guess it's different. His label's doing it to inflate those numbers right. so that he looks better at the charts. But like, what like what happens when ever like? I, I my my thing is the reason I think it's cheating and it's kind of shitty, is how much longer before this is what happens all the time. And now you're now you can't numbers don't exist. Now that's not a metric that you can track success, because any fucking dickhead artist can do that. Dang. Well, I guess I'd say like, I'm sure with like when streaming came on the scene, that just like changed the game in so many ways and people had to think rethink how numbers and things were were recalculated similarly like there needs to be a committee or team of people to say all right if you're going to make a sale from this then this counts as this you know so like i don't something about you know like what uh i'm trying to think like when an album goes number one, so many streams count as an album sale or something like that. So, you know, there needs to be like another category created and defined by like a crackerjack yeah. legal team to say, you know, this many shirt albums uh, equates one record yeah. sale. Or something. I could see that being a compromise. I mean, a shirt with an album to me isn't a huge deal. But an album with an album seems kind of ridiculous. Is an album with an album? So, yeah, yeah, that's all, what we were just looking yeah, at. Okay. All, all the, like, yeah. it was vinyls with an album, which even still might... But the vinyl... They're getting a Blu-ray yeah. with a DVD. So the vinyl with a digital copy or doesn't bother me. Because yeah. people have been doing that for years. Because if you get just the vinyl, you can't listen to it anywhere else. And yeah. there's a reason you should buy two copies of it. But when you're selling the CD with a digital version, they, and you're selling a yeah. shirt... With a digital version, and you're selling a, the mean, digital version with a digital version. Like I don't, I don't know if they'll regulate it unless everybody starts doing it. Because honestly, when you look an artist up, 
yeah, CD sales matters when you're like selling out coliseums, but until you're on that level, what what numbers matter is your streams. Like as a like individual artist, which is ninety percent of the artists out there, are you know? Well, I got this many streams on Spotify. You don't talk about your CD sales, like streams yeah, but are if, where if it's we, at. If I if Lowborn had sales comparable to our our Spotify streams, we would talk about it. I mean, yeah. But even if, but even if we did what he's doing, the numbers wouldn't matter to where it like it meant anything to him. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying is they could. If we if we went as far like cuz Taylor Swift did it on the Reputation tour where she was selling shirts and tickets and if you bought a ticket, you got the record. And it it drove her CD sales. She did better. She always does something like that yeah. with the last couple albums. Like 1989 had Polaroids, <clears throat> mm-hmm. where you had to buy multiple copies to get, get the Polaroids. I mean, that's similar. To... But she has a good tactic without seeming well. But she's giving about it. yeah, and she like not. Don't get me wrong. I I'm right now. If you're gonna inflate your numbers, is just hard for me to find value in the numbers. Period. Yeah. Because that's like that band that um. I don't remember their name. They released an album of silence on Spotify. Uh, Wolf, not Wolfpack, was it? No. Maybe that sounds familiar. I don't remember, but I know that I mean, I'm probably. I know that, that they released it like a full album of of silence, yeah, silent tracks, and they, they they made real money, like a lot of money, because their their fan base just went and played it. They had, and they they, had all their fans play it on the top. <clears> and they went, yeah, and they went like it didn't matter, and so. That's I mean that is the that's the Spotify that is the streaming equivalent of stacking numbers to me. Which also, if you want to support your local artist, make a playlist of that local artist, play it on Spotify, and go to sleep. Turn the volume down. It was Volpec. Volpec. <laughs> I mean, it's you know there's there's ways to cheat everything, and I just found out that there's ways there's Spotify play farms. That like, yeah, I saw that. I learned that. But Spotify's, Spotify's, Spotify's taking those shits down. Yeah, they're, once the, when, once they're realizing, because they're, tra- <laughs> <laughs> they're tracking the, the demographics and locations. So step away from the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like having to like unplug the chargers for all of us? Like, no, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 95 iPhones on the wall. 95, 95 iPhones. iPhones. <laughs> you take one of them. Take Break another in one on down. the ground. <laughs> we need more. We need a more syllabic phone to put in that. Da 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 da. Ninety four. Na 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 na. One two three four. Ninety four. Na 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 na. What's a phone with Google four Androids. Ninety four Google Androids on the wall. Ninety four Google Androids. Well, they're not you Google Androids. They're Google Break Pixels. On the ground. Ninety four. Didn't Google make it? Google and... Pixel something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dude, I might. This is way off topic. I might convert to the Pixel. What? Ah, Android? Apple forever. Apple forever. Yeah, God. It's, it's, it's a shame. Android. I have an Apple Watch. Oh, my phone is literally shackled to my wrist, the, and I will always be an yeah. Apple. <laughs> the Google Pixel is not an Android. It is, is a it Google not? Pixel. It is everything about it. It's made in Google. It's got the a camera, better phone. I'm sure. I'm, the Ooh. phone has got a better camera. The camera yes. is better. Every, every Android about, user ever says, uh, yeah, I will not disagree with you camera. as an Apple user. And then they, send no, me a, they send me a video and it's like blurry know, as my, hell. I'm like, my, oh yeah, it looks great. My camera is, really? oh my Android is pretty fantastic. No. Uh, yeah, and then your Snap stories look like crap. I'm always like, I can't even <laughs> tell what's going on. That's a Google Pixel picture. 
Apple Pay or Apple never switch. No filter, nothing. That's a Google Pixel picture. Oh. Right? And yeah. it looks great. I will not argue with you. To I'm get sure a picture this good. Yeah, on fucking iPhone 10, I have an 8. I can't even use fucking portrait mode because I don't have an 8 plus. <laughs> Right. If I had an 8 Plus, I wouldn't give a shit about the Google Pixel. I have Pixel. an iPhone 6. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> That's your bitch ass fault. You do? This is a 6S Plus. No way. Well, you've taken great care of it. Thank you. Shane's <laughs> uh, screen is destroyed. <laughs> oh, that's not a protector? I got a splinter the other day. <laughs> Just understand. You know, there's Zane a could, on my phone. Zane could have... slam my finger on the car door. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Zane could have a protector. And I'm a piano break. player, Lauren. How could you? I'm sorry. I've, I've seen Zane change like five phone screens. I have never... <clears throat> well, I'm not going to say that since I uh, have never broken a cell phone cover screen. Via Android. Just YOLOing it here. And like, I don't no have kid. a case at all. So hopefully tonight I don't actually drop it. <laughs> well, since we're talking about cheating, I guess that goes into co writing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> co writing. <laughs> Segway. Segway. Boom. Oh, too high. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> on the radio. Have y'all, have y'all never <laughs> seen Wayne's World? What Wayne's World party no, time. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that. I got so, you. How are Went you the oldest one here? And you just ooh. I just don't watch bad shows, you know. You're not the oldest, are you? No. He no, is. No, no, no. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 28. Oh, woo What month? September. October. Oh. oh so you're the I'm the oldest son. Okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using your catchphrase against you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, like, I'm so unoriginal. Lauren has at least six catchphrases oh, no. that I have just stolen. Um, and what are they? <laughs> bless it. Uh, bless found it. it. Found it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Bless it. Found it. Uh, gosh, there are more. I promise. Um, is that one or? Oh no 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 no! Because we never know what to eat. Like when we go and eat stuff, and she's like, "What you feeling?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably yeah yeah. I didn't say my lanta. Was- oh my lanta! Yeah yeah that, okay. My lanta. Oh or or like truthful statement followed by just playing. <laughs> just playing. <laughs> I hate y'all. Just playing. <laughs> That's so true. Y'all get on my damn nerves. Just play. Just Just play. I do. People are very confused. It's because I want to seem nice all the time. Can I just say that my favorite favorite Southern phrase is still, oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. It is. It's a good one. It basically means, I fucking hate, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. In the nicest of manners. (laughs) Hey, my car got stuck. Oh, bless Bless your heart. heart. What they're actually saying, the conversation in real English is, my car got stuck. You're a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> True Ooh. facts. But they hide it. They hide it. And oh, bless your heart. All Southern people. People yeah. are like, people, Southern charm is so real. I'm like, no. no. It is It is rudeness. Mask Someone said bless religion. me today. Speaking were... of Southern, I really want to try that Bluebell <laughs> ice cream Christmas cookies. No, I haven't um, seen it. Yeah, it's got like snickerdoodle. Uh, it's got a bunch of it's like sugar cookie snickerdoodle, yeah. and it's just it's not anywhere. The funny thing about Bluebell is if you haven't heard the commercials. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so <laughs> Bluebell oh, tastes just like the good old good days for who? 
But even worse is like, I was lit, this one commercial, it was like, it was like, here he goes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm upset that everyone I'm in so... the room is laughing about racism. <laughs> Racism. What? Oh, jeez. Oh no, that's completely what? over with. That doesn't exist anymore. What I was gonna say is, at the end of the commercials, it goes, "If you can't find it, please ask." Like they must be hurting in sales. <laughs> please ask. Please ask. <laughs> Fucking ask someone at Walmart. They'll show you where it is. Don't wait around and not eat our ice cream. Fucking find it. <laughs> they just have a back room full of old bluebells. Oh. Just like <laughs> all of it's got frostbite. I mean, who approved that commercial? Yeah. Blue. I mean, somebody, somebody in a room in like the the twenty fifth floor of this giant skyscraper came up there and had a nice suit on and said, "Here's what we do. We say, bluebell tastes just like the good old days." You put it in the South, and we say, you boys like some homemade ice cream? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because the Colonel, like KFC, he's got the white suit and everything, and I'm sure he was like in that era. Yeah. But I mean, no one like associates that with racism. No. There's just something very racist. About Blue Bell. It's the faint, you know? Does it, does it make the ice cream taste better? I mean, I just... <laughs> You can sound taste the, the racism. The, the, the taste of oppression. <laughs> oh I haven't had bluebell so oh. I mean, I'm an it is I'm really good. I've never, I've never had bluebell either. <laughs> it's really good, actually. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh. All right. So, what are our topics? Uh, <laughs> What's the next topic? We were talking about. Uh, we were talking about how important it is to co-write songs. <laughs> or if it, is it cheating? Is it cheating what? to co-write songs? <laughs> what we do pretty much every time we write. <laughs> I, you know, on this topic, there was a, a we had a Facebook group argument. And oh, what? This guy basically said, um, if you need co-writing, you should probably reassess your career and do a different job. What was, was he doing? He, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, can already, he's, mm, he's I can already tell. an idiot. But and I'm sure he's going to like what I just said. <laughs> I don't, we don't I know him personally. I can't imagine he would listen to our podcast. We don't know him oh, okay, personally. Okay, cool. But anyways, I just it just drives me insane. I mean, what does co-writing mean to y'all? I mean, do you value it? I mean, obviously, I, You're I, here. Think, I think you do <laughs> a little sure. bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally awesome. I think you can get through the process a lot faster. You've got that built-in filter to bounce ideas off of because mm -hmm. you might go off like far right in this direction thinking oh this is cool the world's gonna feel this and i'm gonna stop you yeah <laughs> <laughs> like lauren and i uh wrote a song called ultraviolet and uh when i brought it to her it was very much just like a singular love like a love between two people and she had the fantastic idea to open this out to well, like an orgy Exactly. No, no, I mean, just like world love, like as a world, like we all need to open our hearts and like a love, a, a, a world community. Yeah, like beyond love. sight, beyond like what you think and perceptions and just like kind of more 
queer. And I never would have taken it in that direction by myself. Yeah. Similarly, all the ideas and things that we've done in these co-writes, I don't think one person would have just gone no. in that. Well, because we all come from such different backgrounds and such different writing styles that we're all going to bring in our own thing. And it's going to come <clears throat> to be a product that just sounds so unique in itself. Yeah. I think a struggle with co-writing, though, is in that same sense is when there's four or more people, you know, um, mm-hmm. someone has a meaning in a, or a, a topic in a direction. Someone hears a line and goes, it should mean this. And then we go down that rabbit hole. And then another line pops up. You have to really check yourself mm-hmm. that you don't take four different meanings and make, try to make it one. You have to come together as a unit, I feel like. And that's, that can be a struggle sometimes if we're not all in the same spot or the same, you know, set mindset. And, um, I think we've struggled with that here before, the four of us, you know, when we're writing, really staying on path of what the direction is. Like, mm-hmm. what is the goal of this chorus? What are we trying to say? Let's make sure we say it clearly. Yeah. You know, because metaphors sometimes are cool, oh, yep. but you can lose people like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, what, what, you know, it might mean something to you, but it means the exact opposite to somebody else. So, to, to both of you... Uh, West and Zane, uh, when you work with artists, um, I'm sure you get stuff all the time, like uh, where you're writing a song completely from scratch. Like, here's what I want to say, let's go. But, and I'm sure sometimes you also get like pieces of things. Someone has a melody, someone has lyrics, or people might have more or less semi completed songs. What, uh, working as co writers, like, uh, what which do you find is, is easier to, to work in? To dig into a song that's almost there or just start something new from scratch? <laughs> um, it depends on who we're working with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If we're, if it's, you know, if it's for Lowborn, then it's pretty much always starting from scratch unless I by myself or Zane by himself have a topic that's really weighing on us or we build a track by ourselves and then bring it to the other person. We're like, yo, I think this is sick. Yeah. Would you want to work on it? But when we're working with <clears throat> outside artists, um, I like both because if an artist has a very clear vision of what they want, then starting from scratch where we kind of have our hands in it all over <clears throat> the place might not be best for the song. <clears throat> and, you know, ultimately the goal is for us to just kind of fill the gaps. So... If an artist comes in with a track and they're like, I really need this course to be good and I'm bad at top line, cool. Well, let's figure out what you're doing. Let's figure out what this track is going to be in the next track and the next track, what your end goal is going to be, and then we'll write that song that you need to reach that goal. And so um, it, it really just ultimately depends on who we're working with to determine whether I am going to have more fun from scratch or more fun from um just halfway through yeah. with y'all i really like starting both because sometimes we'll do like this week like this week we have a uh, we have a track and then a couple of weeks ago we went from scratch and That's run came out song. dope it's yeah. incredible i um, wish you could hear it <laughs> coming soon coming soon <laughs> but then um you know even when we've started with a track and then built on top of the track, with y'all it's always fun, but with other artists, starting from scratch isn't always fun. Because it's yeah. like... 
Well, you know, they never co-wrote either. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. You're digging into something new. That's something you have to learn how to do, and it takes a lot of practice. Well, and a lot of people are like, they feel like you want to change their band or change what they're doing. Yeah. And the goal yeah. is always to just create the best songs for what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, someone that comes in and they sound like Blink-182, like, I don't want them to not be Blink-182. But we already have one. Exactly. Like, let's, how do we make... How do we make you you? Or how do we make this band that sounds like Bring Me Their Eyes into their own thing? And um, so, you know, it's challenging, but it, that's part of the fun, is is finding something original inside of something that exists and then growing it enough to where it becomes its own thing. Yeah. Sometimes starting from scratch, I mean, we've you've kind of hit on it all, but there's a lot of layers to it. So, you know, when an artist comes in and doesn't know their end goal, that's what makes it hard. If someone brings us a half-written song, it was, I want it to sound kind of like this, but, like, I know what I want it to say, we usually knock those out in one day. Like, yeah. because we have a goal, we're all on the same page. When someone goes, I want to sound like this artist, I want to sound like this artist, and then I go, well, what do you mean? Those are two different <laughs> artists. You want to be successful is what you're telling me. You don't want to yeah. sound like that. You just want to sound like success. And a lot of times, I mean, that's a real thing. People hear pop, Man, pop music. I want to sound like money, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sound like I paid my water bill with a, with my music. People, exactly. and the crazy thing is, is when you start when you start talking, when you mention when so, um, I won't get into to specifics because they'll know who I'm talking about. But someone, specificity. Someone, We're someone it sent back. us. Someone Wait, sent us some then? references, no, some references that were basically like radio, and then way underground. And I was like, these aren't close, m- remotely similar. <laughs> yeah. So I need to know oh, what about each one, and it basically came down to like radio without selling out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't, you can't. You you don't. You like, do one or the other. Yeah, out. and the thing oh. is, like, selling out such a dumb fucking thing. I like phrase. to sell out <laughs> arenas yeah. and sell yeah. out. I like what to sell. What a dumb <laughs> fucking... Fr- oh, are you selling out? If you I mean that I like to make money... I mean, money. does, like, Ursula <laughs> show yes. up and say, well, unfortunately, I know a little magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just... Cr- God forbid someone wants to make money with music. Call them a sellout. Like, that's what... Yeah. That's but that's fine. But that's what happens is people get so much in this headspace of, like, calling it selling out or referring to it as this, like, dark art of, like, oh, it's not music if it's going to be successful. Okay, well, then... You play your basements and your pizza shops and your whatever. Wow, you're really you hitting. You hold that song close to your heart. You're hitting some like hitting Greensboro. <laughs> <laughs> you you <laughs> do. <laughs> you, I mean, for the, we played we played pizza shops in Fayetteville. You know, like an Amber yeah. Love did that shit. But you you play your hole in the wall spots. Yeah. And you do you. And, and enjoy it. And yeah, if you're happy. I have no interest in and and in anyone changing. Yeah. yeah. If you're happy with what your art is. Perfect. I That's think, the goal. Yeah. You should be happy. But if you're like, oh, I'd love to be more successful, and I'd I'd love to play an arena someday. Okay. Well, to get there, mm-hmm. what you're doing needs to be refined into a more commercial version. And people don't want to hear that shit. People are like, oh, that's selling out. Like, okay, cool. Well, then you continue to <laughs> tour as work often as you job. can and work your day job and play whatever shows and be happy because that's what you got. You can apply it to any industry ever. 
Like, for sure. Like, look at cars, for instance. You know, like Toyota, Honda are popular. So what did the American Ford brand do? They started making the futuristic-looking, you know, like yeah. SUVs. And look at the trucks. Like, they're all the same. They see what sells, they see what you want, mm-hmm. and they make it. So don't... And, and, and there are companies that make the very boutique um, cars, but they stay boutique. If you want to be a boutique artist, don't bash people who don't want to be a boutique, you know? Um, that's, I mean, that's just it. I, and I think bashing comes from not happy, unsuccessful musicians. Mm-hmm. Insecure, insecurity shining through. Well, that's what I was saying while I go with that guy you were talking about. I can already tell you what kind of person he was yeah. and what he's doing with his life. He's upset with it. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah. Because if you're if you're yeah. 100% happy with where you are, you don't have time or the mindset to bash somebody else. You should be happy for them because you're blessed and they're blessed with whatever they are yeah. doing in the field of music. So I, Nothing makes me happier than I see something really weird, really popular. Yeah. I'm like, you found your niche and killed it. You deserve it. Well, and you figured yeah. out how <laughs> you know? to, you figured out how to not, cause, I mean, because John Mayer gives a, a speech at Berkeley about this. If you want to be a radio, you're going to have to write the radio singles. Yeah, for sure. And then the rest of the record can be whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like it, it, but you have to conform to some point if that's the success you want. There's a trade-off, and when someone figures out, because it doesn't mean don't be a rock band. It doesn't mean don't be a metal band. It doesn't mean don't be a weird indie band. It just means figure out how to take this thing you love and make a commercial, like to make and make a digestible version of it. And people, people, <laughs> it will be tasty they, if they do it right. Well, make the amount of money you need to be able to fund what you actually want to do. Yeah. Mm. So, well, I mean. I think that. Yeah, well, we got one. We can end it with a fun topic. Fun did you guys, topic. <laughs> did you guys, fun topic. Did you guys decide which one you wanted to hit on? Oh. I don't know if either of those are necessarily fun. Fortnite will be the most fun. Okay. Well, it's not like it's fun. It's definitely it's not just... unusual. It's not unusual <clears throat> to be. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get the... Hey, never mind. Has anyone in here played Fortnite? No. What's games? No. <laughs> What's games? I don't play games. That keeps it real. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> what if Ariana was a Fortnite character? <laughs> well, she'd probably be in a state of mind that she wants to be in, like, all, all of the time. time. And she'd have no tears left to cry. She'd pick it up, pick it up. She'd love and what she'd would, live and she'd What would be her up. dance and that she'd... she'd just keep breathing, breathing, breathing. That she'd right. sue over. What would be her dance that she'd sue the over? The ponytail um, pull. The ponytail pull. <laughs> or whip. The whip. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we just hit them both, so. So, <laughs> so I just want to say this before we end that uh, Carlton is suing Fortnite, and I don't think I've ever been more excited about something. <laughs> well, he's going to make some money. If he, he wins. If he wins. He probably won't win. That's kind of ridiculous. You don't think he'll win? No, know. because of, 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 you know. That opens the floodgates. The copyright, copyright lawyers have already mm. spoken about this with other, like, Millie Wop. The Millie Rock mm. is the dance. Millie Wop. Um, That's two dances. He's Millie mad about this. <laughs> he's Millie mad. <laughs> <laughs> He let every block know. He was Millie mad on every block. He was mad mad. Mad mad. Mad <laughs> But a bunch of a bunch of artists want to sue Fortnite right now because they want to sue sue. Because they got because they got money. Yeah, well and they're making money on the backs of other people's creative endeavors. Yeah. 
But it's too bad you can't copyright a single dance move. Yeah. That'd be like... That's like Floyd Mayweather wanted to copyright a punch. Or when no one Kanye else can use this to, punch. Kanye tried it's to mine. sue uh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, that was ridiculous. What, what, doesn't, what doesn't kill you makes oh, yeah. you stronger. <clears throat> the word stronger? No, it was that whole phrase. Does he say that? That that that, that don't, don't kill, kill me. me. Oh, okay. Only make me stronger. Oh. But it's like a common phrase that yeah. people use throughout history. Yeah. So yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's but that's the thing is he lost. He couldn't sue her. It's like what are you like What are you, you can't doing? you can't copyright words. It's <laughs> melody. It's progressions. It's like it's a whole body of work you're copywriting. <clears throat> um, you can kind of copyright words. The guys that, well, Let's Get Ready to Rumble is trademarked. I don't yeah. think it's copywritten. Yeah. Remember the cheese? Let's get ready to crumble! They like used to sell cheese crumbles nope. to toss they get sued? top over salads. Nope. Uh, no, no, they I had nothing to do. I'm sure they, they, they paid them all. Oh. To, to say what that cheese was that? Kraft. <laughs> Craft crumbles? <laughs> I've never heard of it. Let's yeah. get ready to crumble! Jesus. Over the salad. <laughs> Over the salad. <laughs> With this deadly romaine lettuce. Are we going to play a song It will end? kill you. No. Uh, well, it was fun, guys. Thanks for oh, coming on the show. So thanks! It's the show. This Our cast. Uh, do, do you call it a show? Podcast. Our, our pod show. Our, ca- our podcast show. Okay. Our show cast. Eventually there will be cameras. Thanks for sharing your time with us. God, there wasn't cameras Stew this time. time. Me too. <laughs> there were cameras last time? Was there? No. Oh, yeah, because we, we were live. We were Facebook Not that live. You about. Yeah, <laughs> we, went, we went Facebook live. Oh, yeah. that is true. Yeah. Is that there evidence of that anywhere right in the world? Probably on Facebook, but it's so buried. Okay, good. Um, but cool. Thank you guys. Let's. Let's write this song because it's Let's a cool track. It. I'm it gonna just kind of right. Let's cheat, right? Let's cheat. <laughs> Thank you guys. If you dig Let's this, cheat. <laughs> <laughs> if you dig this, uh, like, subscribe, share your share with your friends. Screen time. Uh, uh, screenshot. Screen time. Screen time it. Screen <laughs> screenshot it. Tag us in it. If you don't like what we said, DM us. We'll argue with you. Or just oh, comment. Oh, that. <laughs> Comment, oh, tell us do. we're dumb, and we'll tell you you're dumb, and we can get into it on the internet, because that's where people solve the real world problems. Exactly. Uh, thank you guys for, for hanging out. This has been Stew Time.